Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry. And with me this week is my little sister, Sarah. Hello, Perry. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> As if we haven't seen each other for the past three days nonstop. Yeah, but, I mean, you got to put up the facade like you've just sat down in <laughs> person. <laughs> We're not starting over. <laughs> So Sarah was on an episode, re- or it's been a couple of years at this point, where we, we did reports on bourbon topics. This was back when I was thinking I would go to law school, and mm-hmm. my life took a much different direction. Yes. And uh, one of our reports, and I'll let the listener figure out whose report it was, uh, got made into a Netflix docuseries. Not because of your report I am giving myself 100% credit on this, and you cannot tell me otherwise. All right, I'll give it to you. I and I alone am fully... I did Pappy Gate. You should have been... Rec- <laughs> you should be receiving royalties then. I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, the people that did Pappy Gate... Should be paying me? <laughs> royalties. I think we've lost the thread yeah, here. Yeah, it fell anyway. off. Anyway... <laughs> Hey, if you are new to the show, thank you so much for being here. Please go ahead and subscribe if you are returning. Hope that you are doing well. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode. If you're here because of Sarah for the first time, maybe you have not yet followed her on her new social media page, Tales for Tales. Underscore Tales for Tales. Underscore. It's T-A-I-L-S-F-O-R-T-A-L-E-S. And we're going to talk about it more here in a bit. Uh, but what you basically do is she, well, what she does, you, what you do is you pair. <laughs> I'm Perry. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, whoever basically does. I'm operating at about 75% right now. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, she pairs books with cocktails. And so we are going to be drinking a cocktail a little bit later. It's the New York sour. It's one of my favorite cocktails of all time. Um, I didn't make it exactly right, but that's okay. Cause it was my first time making it. But it's fine. It's fine. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, if you have not yet followed us on social media, it's at my bourbon pod. I realized today that we have not been plugging the Facebook group in a very long time either. So if you I am to, in the Facebook group. You are in the Facebook group. Uh, it's just this is my bourbon group on Facebook. A couple of questions to check out. Check you out. Make sure you're cool. <laughs> and uh, then we, we drop you in there. And uh, also... Patreon.com slash this is my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month. Support the show. Oh, also YouTube.com slash this is my bourbon podcast. Really been enjoying your YouTube content. Thank you. I need You're to... funny, believe it or not. <laughs> I'm looking incredulously off into the distance for <laughs> all, all of you listeners. Um, I'm enjoy yeah, I'm enjoying doing the YouTube stuff a lot. It's because yeah. I can kind of act i guess or present in a way that i don't really do with the podcast because the podcast is either this or you know strictly like interview based and so you know this gives me the opportunity to kind of talk about things that i don't normally or if i have a bunch of reviews that i need to do i can just kind of plop them in there but at the same time like I like I like being funny with them and giving them a little bit of a flair and uh, it's definitely different than anything else that you do. So yeah, absolutely. There's so, something for everybody. 
yeah and so i hope that you have uh, gone over there and subscribed we are getting super super close to a thousand we're only like 70 people away 70 subs wow. away from a thousand uh, so once we do that you could be make the thousand, money thousandth i can make a money thousandth yeah subscriber but that's that, i don't know why you had so much trouble with i don't that. know either fair enough hey we normally start the show with flying blind where i blind the person who is on the other microphone with uh something and i blinded sarah with something i'm excited i mean, i have a snifter and i've got a glink here can you tell me what the difference is one's primarily for something like brandy or cognac and the other's for whiskey but i mean they both basically get the same job done is it the thing that's sitting next to you no it's not the turkey 101 that's okay. sitting next to you. <laughs> no <laughs> because i my mind first went to well that smells like turkey <laughs> whatever do you mean sarah <laughs> the bottle sitting in plain view i think not you're like dang it i was supposed to move that crap <laughs> I smelled my microphone just now. I saw that. No. <laughs> like I said, 75%. Mm. That's real nice. A little fruity. It is a little fruity. I'm getting more berries. Yeah. The nose is kind of musty. A little bit. I get, like on the back end of it. I have some like... I'm, it's weird and it's very light, but I'm picking up some like leather notes in there too, which usually are saved for or exclusive to older or higher proof bourbons. Oh, we got an upset baby in Uh-oh. the background. <laughs> and it almost has like a smoky flavor too. Just a, yeah, mm-hmm. I can get on board with that. This is, I could drink this. Well, it's this Buffalo Trace pick that dad brought. On vacation. I didn't even pour something from my own stash. It was... You stole from him? No. From Papa Ritter? No. I'm just kidding. I, I really enjoy that. It's quite good. Sarah, what have you been drinking recently? Oh, what have I been drinking recently? Well, to much, much to my chagrin, <laughs> I haven't been drinking as much White Claw. I've moved on to... Um, my favorite seltzer right now is the Vizzy Hard Lemonade. Nice. It comes in peach, watermelon, strawberry, and raspberry. This is probably of no interest to your listeners. I'm sure somebody will be interested. But I just think it's... Um, the flavors are more... Um, Present? Yes. Pronounced? Yes. Instead of Not a hint of Hint of flavor, hint of lime. <laughs> yeah. It's in your face. That's how I like it. Me too. Just smack me. Other than that, I've been drinking a larger variety of things just because I'm constantly concocting cocktails for Tales for Tales. Mm-hmm. So it's been nice. And we, we might wind up extending what you've been drinking recently into the main yeah. conversation because there's a bunch of stuff that you've been doing with that. Um, when I go on vacation, I just I just like want to drink beer. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> like I, what, but seltzer. I, yeah. I, and truth be told, I really like seltzers too. And on last week's live stream, um, kind of revealed that we had been drinking a pre-canned cocktail which was Jack Daniels and Honey, 
which was it was basically just Jack Daniels, honey, and lemonade. That sounds amazing. It's spectacular. It's one of the best things I've ever had in my entire life. That might be the best thing Jack Daniels ever did. Uh, their barrel proof is really good. I'll have to try that. And their barrel proof rye is amazing too. I I so. don't like rye as much, but uh, this you'd be surprised by this one. It's a little bit more bourbony. We'll have to than... break it out if you brought any. I didn't bring the barrel proof rye because. It's expensive, and it was very limited last year. I have the cutest baby in the world. <laughs> She's um, trying to figure out what you're doing. I know she is. <laughs> uh, but I, I brought a little bit, or I have a little bit left of the uh, Jack Daniels Barrel Proof from when uh, that was dumped when Mimi died. Oh, well, that's nice. Or bottled. I can't remember. So. Hmm. Um, there was one cocktail I did. It might have been the last one. It was a good luck charm, which is bourbon, limoncello, and mint. And the recipe was supposed to be Jack Daniels. Yeah. You're supposed to use Jack Daniels. Yeah, just go with bourbon. I I went with turkey. Nice. Or no, it was four roses. Oh, snap. Yeah. Did you go with the single barrel or the select or the small batch, sorry? Um, neither. <laughs> What'd you go with? Just the straight up four roses. Oh, okay. Sorry. That is a really good mixing bourbon. Yeah, it is. And I think limoncello goes really well with bourbon. It's just um, kind of like spiked lemonade. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we were we were going to make that cocktail for last week's live stream, and we didn't have the mint for it. Mm -hmm. And so we were just kind of like, <laughs> what are we going to do? We were kind of scrambling to get something together. That one was easy to come up with because... It was mentioned specifically in the book. Oh, okay. So it was just kind of handed to me. But how, other, how, go ahead. other ones aren't as easy to come up with. So are you are you building most of these cocktails on your own without like any kind of... Well, <laughs> that was a loud baby. <laughs> um, but like the, what was it? The good luck charm? Mm-hmm. You said that called for Jack Daniels, though. So you, yeah, you had to have gotten of, some kind of inspiration. Um, compiled different recipes, but most of them were the same. So I okay. think Good Luck Charm is just kind of a bar cocktail. Did you give it that name? or was No, that... that's what it's... Okay. The, that specific combination is called. So you're, you're pretty early on in this little journey that mm -hmm. you've taken, but why... First of all, why did you start this? Um, so after a year of being in a pandemic and there, let me start over. <laughs> we had an ice storm slash snowstorm. I guess it was February or early March this year. And that combined with being in a pandemic for a year, I just needed something else to do. Mm-hmm. And I was reading a lot at the time and also drinking a lot, I guess. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I could pair a cocktail with a book that I'm reading because, first of all, there's nothing really else like that that I've seen. Yeah. So there was the space for it. And it's two of my favorite things. So why not combine them? <laughs> But well, I, I mean, I think it's a really cool idea, for sure. 
Um, it took me a while to actually launch it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you, yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, we're in July now and it was back in February that you had the idea for it. But did, did you always, were you intending to just take your, take cocktails that pre-existed and just kind of take your own, put your own little spin on them? Or was there something in the back of your head that said you also want to be more creative with it and make your own cocktails? I definitely want to be more creative with it. I'm just at the point right now where I'm discovering new things and, mm-hmm. um, I think eventually I'm going to be able to come up with some really cool things. And, yeah, for sure. Um, learning different techniques. I really want to try to make an egg white cocktail, nice. which Lucy and I were talking about yesterday. And apparently it's very difficult. Yeah. Cause there's a frothiness to it that has to be mm-hmm. achieved for it to actually be. Like you have to but, shake the crap out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Shake the ever-living crap out of it. <laughs> Sorry to swear. but <laughs> No, I just... Um, you're catching me at the very beginning of this journey, and I really am hoping that it will go a long way. And I'm excited to learn about all the different things that I can do, be, get more creative with uh, cocktails. And also, I found that I'm really bad at naming things. So that's fair. (laughs) There's a cool side of this too that I don't know if you've really thought about yet. And I'm not, I'm not trying to assume or anything, but you're almost taking the aspect of like literary analysis as well, especially Mm -hmm. if you're going to be creating your own cocktails and, you know, finding themes that might be, well represented by a certain ingredient or there's a certain phrase or a you know an idea presented by characters or even you know with autobiographies mm-hmm. um or historical fiction something like that you know that might have something more rooted in <clears throat> real life i mean you could very easily definitely you know take inspiration from that the- as well um, book that I just finished this week and um, I posted the review today and I'm hoping I'll post the cocktail tomorrow um, was based in the time of Jesus and mm. I just felt like I needed to represent that in some way with the cocktail and do a, do a water into wine <laughs> just red wine just... they drank way more wine than I ever realized it was the easiest form of alcohol to make yeah but i mean i mean it's literally just you leave some grapes out for a few days and they there it is (laughs) it might taste like crap but i like imagining though some guy who's just really super sassy during jesus's time (laughs) he's like yeah that guy turned water into wine watch what i can do leave it out a few nights and it turns right into wine i can do it too which probably happened probably somebody said that (laughs) bing bang boom look that (laughs) What it am was I doing? Zacchaeus. It's my yeah. <laughs> I'm a miracle worker too, Jesus. <laughs> he has a New York accent. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot tell me that you did not think that Zacchaeus had a New York accent. I don't know what else it would have been. I mean, Middle Eastern, up but <laughs> in, yeah, up in his tree. <laughs> hey, what's that guy Jesus doing over there? What's he? What's he talking I about? I gotta collect my taxes. Hey, give me your money. <laughs> I'm Zacchaeus. <laughs> And Jesus was just like, no, bro, stupid Zacchaeus. <laughs> I like imagining Jesus being really low key too. 
Oh, I, he totally was. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> but anyway, I just, um, I feel really deeply connected to things that I read. And mm. because of the connection that I feel, I just think I need to do it justice in all ways. Yeah. Um, whether it be in the review or the cocktail pairing. Yeah. And I've also found it more difficult than I thought to actually write the reviews because a you don't want to have spoilers mm -hmm. and b it's been a year since i've written a paper so i'm like relearning how to write yeah <laughs> i mean in that capacity you can always provide pretty broad generalizations mm -hmm. and and truly too you can find some really good guidelines if you watch videos of the way that people critique movies mm -hmm. and i'm sure that there's a youtube side of book reviews as well i just it's not anything that i've really <laughs> it's delved a into. corner of the internet that perry does not frequent i've not i i haven't even dipped my toe in mm -hmm. then like i'm in this pool have you ever looked at like a big bookstagrammer's page mm -mm. it's wild Really? Yeah. I don't know how people have time to read that much. And I have a feeling I might be finding out soon. Yeah. <laughs> I, there was a period, and I'm, I'm still kind of considering it, <clears throat> where I, I was thinking about doing a sister podcast to Tim Bip and interviewing authors, but also sharing like bourbons with them or whiskeys with them. Mm -hmm. um, and I haven't quite figured out exactly how I would do that yet. But I mean, I, I, I love reading too. I just don't have as much time for it as yeah, I used to. You have a child now, so I do. there's much less time for all things. <laughs> and this podcast keeps me plenty busy as well. Oh yeah. And there's the network that's coming up and I just there's don't, just not enough hours in the day. There's not. I wish there were like two more. <laughs> I maybe, mean, maybe you, could just, you could just start functioning on a different time schedule. I can't. <laughs> Perry's days are now 26 hours long. Everybody adjust. Everybody else. <laughs> I have to make everybody else adjust around my new schedule. Anyway. Kind of um, like talking about the different corners of the internet, social media. The cool thing about what I'm trying to do, too, is it combines the book community and the cocktail community so I, I think that those two communities have a lot in common. I've found that the book community is like the nicest people on the internet. Really? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because all everybody wants to do is have their nose in a book. They're not confrontational. <laughs> but it just seems really supportive so far. So. Yeah. And I imagine, too, that... Well, I, I mean, I know firsthand what the at least the whiskey community is like on social media. So, I mean, it makes sense mm -hmm. that, and, 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 you know, I think there's bad seeds in everybody. Oh, sure. Or in every group, but, um, I don't think you're going to have any problem dropping into the, the alcohol side of it <laughs> as well. But I mean, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an alcohol <clears throat> fueled passion. So, and it's um, just always a learning process. 
Mm-hmm. I've always been the type to be a little intimidated at the beginning of um, any new endeavor, but. You don't have a logo yet, right? No, I don't. It's just my face. I got I to gotta get that. I got to get on that. I need to get a logo for Dane, too, for his blog. Yeah. I don't even really see my, my brain doesn't work that way, so. <laughs> it's all about branding. It's all about. I know. I didn't go to school for marketing. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of did, but. Eh, in a way. Yeah. What's going on in there? I don't know. So let's talk about this cocktail. Okay. It's daggum delicious. It's really dangerous. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it's two, two types of alcohol. <laughs> Um, There's two types of bourbon in these sweet taters. Sorry, I had to. It's fine. Um, <laughs> that was for you in editing. Yep. Probably going to leave it in. Anyway. <laughs> so it's a New York sour, which was introduced to me at Bardstown Bourbon Company during the first release of their Pfeiffer Pavit Reserve bourbon, which is a, I think it was like a 13-year-old whiskey 13 year old bourbon that had been finished for something ridiculous like six to eight months in um cabernet barrels i mean really really great that's awesome product and they built a cocktail for us that was the new york sour and they used their the the pfeiffer pavit reserve bourbon as the the base whiskey and the floater and they did it properly. Normally, you can see like the different sections. Like it's how like do you achieve th- that? I don't know. I th- I think it's some way of. I think you have to like pour it over another utensil or something mm. so that it slowly gets into the drink. I mean, I just kind of was like, just dumped it in. We'll learn together. Yeah, sure. <laughs> But they, the, the wine that they, the red wine that they used as the floater was the wine that they finished the bourbon. Oh, nice. Yeah. Spectacular. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely phenomenal. I should have used the Thomas S. Moore for this. That Chardonnay finished bourbon Mm -hmm. that's out there. Um, But instead I used T.W. Samuel's Bottle and Bond. It is. Which is still very good. Definitely dangerous. Um, I would also say for somebody that doesn't drink bourbon very much, this is a really good cocktail Mm -hmm. for that type of drinker. It's drinking. Go ahead. I don't even think you necessarily need to like red wine. Well, it's drinking more like red wine to me at the moment. Why is it going right to your head? No, it's just very dry. It is dry. If you... Are like a dry wine drinker. But you can also tailor it to yourself and do a sweet red. Yeah. Like I think Lindsay, our soon-to-be sister-in-law, mm-hmm. would enjoy this more if it had a sweet red. Yeah. I, I just used a Cabernet. Sauvignon. <laughs> and Thanks, Dad. <laughs> What's this supposed to mean? <laughs> it's his, it's, it was his wine. Oh, I thought you meant he pronounced it in that dumb way like I did. Oh, no. So, no, thanking Dad for the wine. It's like, don't take shots at Dad. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, I, I think it is just a really good combination of factors. 
that makes a really interesting and complex cocktail. I mean, the just and, and it's so it's so easy. It's one more step from making a whiskey sour. Mm-hmm. And it's just adding that red wine floater. I think it's it, adaptable too for the season. Yeah, absolutely. Like right now we have just a lemon twist in here, but as it starts to get colder, you could throw in rosemary. Yeah, absolutely. You could make a rosemary simple syrup. Mm-hmm. That'd be great um, for Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Lucy has this incredible, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but this incredible Christmas cocktail, um, really the holiday cocktail in general that we drink in, you know, like once, once Thanksgiving is over, she's like, all right, it's time to make it. <laughs> and it's, it's got a rosemary simple syrup, but she also torches rosemary leaves. Rosemary. I have leaves. had this. Yeah. And it's spectacular. It's amazing. Um, but I imagine that there's, they're, they're very similar in like the family. I feel like, like they've got kind of the same thing going on, but it this would be really interesting. I agree if it was more than just a regular simple syrup mm-hmm. and lemon juice. And don't get me wrong, I think this is very complex. I think it's really enjoyable. But I it is. I would love to see some more ingenuity with the with the New York sour. Even well, a, I can even try a whiskey to sour. come up with something. It's funny because like. I can I can ask people, and maybe I can't ask you this question. I don't know, but I can normally ask people like, "Oh, you have this pour of bourbon or this food. What would you pair it with, if vice versa?" But like, there's not. I mean, is there a book that comes to mind when you drink this that makes you that you want to read? That I want to read, or I have read. Either or. Well, I just finished listening to a memoir, and I was actually thinking that we should just I should just use this as the pairing. Because she spent quite a bit of time in New York. Hmm. And um, you caught me off guard. <laughs> but when I saw you pour this earlier, I just, for whatever reason, it resonated with that book. Mm. Nice. It's complex and the book itself is complex. So it's called Somebody's Daughter. You've told me about this book. Yes. Yeah. Um, the author is Ashley Seaford. She's this is her first um, published book, so. Gotcha. It's amazing. You should listen or read it. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll have to check it out for sure. But this was a quicker episode. Yeah. But I wanted to it's... kind of do something a little different and I appreciate be a little bit more you, um... laid back and. I appreciate you. you. <laughs> I appreciate you um, always supporting my endeavors. Absolutely, and Dane's too. And Dane's, and anybody else. In the Dane's not had a solo episode yet on the podcast, and I feel really bad about it. Anyway, <laughs> tips and bits. Tips and bits. So this is the segment of the show where we recommend things to people. It's not always bourbon related. Sometimes it is. Sarah, do you have any tips and or bits this week? I do. Um, I, somebody's daughter was actually going to be one of my tips and bits. So you are, you all, I cannot speak. You all already know about that. If um, you want to read along 
you can find the cocktail pairing on my page. Read and drink along. Secondly, let's see. A podcast recommendation for the true crime fan would be the second season of To Live and Die in L.A. Nice. Um, it's narrated or hosted by um, a Rolling Stones contributor turned citizen detective. <laughs> Whoa. It's a little heavy. That's a that's a big, 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 big change. Big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise. But um, he actually works with the leads or the drummer of Incubus to why to solve this murder that happened in their neighborhood. What's like? Is that his only connection to it? Is that it happened in his neighborhood? Yeah, they both happen to live in the same neighborhood, and, and this woman um, disappeared, and nobody knew about it. So. And this isn't like the first crime that he's helped solve either. So the drummer from Incubus, him and this the Rolling Stone guy. But they've both helped solve m- cases in the past. Yeah, <laughs> and are currently. That's so wild. I know. Yeah, I'm a drummer on the weekends, but my real passion <laughs> is trying to find murderers. Like there are clips in the episode where he's just come off stage. And something has broken in the case that he has to attend to. (laughs) It's wild. What on earth? I know. But you should definitely check that out if you're... I I will. Yeah. Um, I I mean, there's even a Billie Eilish connection. So... What is this story? (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) I don't know how to respond to that. Eden doesn't either. I'll tell you something I would recommend people not do. (laughs) Yes. Don't watch the new Space Jam. Oh. It's really... Hard pass. Really bad. I I was just... I counted, and in like the first 20 minutes, I did a face palm at least 11 times. We watched it as a family. Yeah. Um, while we've been on vacation. Thank goodness it's free on HBO Max. Thinking that it would be just like the first one. Boy, were we wrong. No. Not even, not even close. Not even close. <laughs> not even in the same ballpark. I was trying to do a basketball metaphor, but I lost it. You don't, you're not a big basketball person. I'm not really a big sports guy either. I should have told that on Patreon pregames. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I don't do sports good. <laughs> now everybody knows, not just behind the paywall. <laughs> Perry, Perry doesn't do basketball. I don't do sports good. You like to watch sports. I like ba- no. I like to watch baseball. <laughs> I will. Perry likes to tailgate. I like to tailgate. I will go to games. I don't have a like desire to go regularly though. Mostly like, for the hot dogs. You know me too well. On <laughs> look, hold on. If there is a baseball game, and it's dollar beer night. Oh boy. And like quarter dog night. Perry's taking the day off from work. I am the next day. My trajectory is just nothing but hot dogs and beer. Like there's no in between. It's just one large arc. (laughs) And when I crash, I just I I just am still in my happy place. Perry becomes best friends with the uh, guy who comes around 
during the game and is selling only hot dogs and beer. <laughs> <laughs> they are on a first name basis. It's I was a, on his Christmas thing. card list last year. Mm-hmm. His name is <laughs> Joe Bob. All right, you lost me there. Yep, anyway, that one. Fell um, off. The new the new Space Jam is so bad. It's awful. It's really really bad. There's a couple of good gags and a couple of genuinely funny moments in it, but overall, um, listen to somebody review it and spoil it for you. Don't if you have any nostalgia for the first movie, it is just absolutely crushed. In this one, it is, and it's. I I just it was impossible to get through and feel happiness. LeBron James should stick to basketball. LeBron James, I didn't. I'm, and, I'm getting and look, angry. And look, here's the thing: <laughs> Michael Jordan wasn't great. He was passable in the original. Um, LeBron James, every scene looks like he was woken up from a deep sleep. Given a script, five minutes to memorize what his lines were, still forgot what his lines were when he was actually on set, and whatever just came out of the poop shoot then <laughs> is what made it into the final movie. I mean, there are times in the movie that he looks genuinely unhappy to be there. Unhappy, confused, uncomfortable. Uh-huh. I, like, he didn't even... It's making me mad. It's so bad. It, it's two hours of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> Was it really two hours? I think it was probably like an hour 45. It felt like a quick hour 30 to me. I mean, I was I was in it, man. I have a hard time watching movies to begin with. I have a very short attention span. But you can read books? It's a lot of reading 10 pages, picking my phone up, scrolling through Instagram, <laughs> putting it back down. Oh, no. It's fine. <laughs> and then continuing with the reading. No, that's fair. Movies, I can't. I don't know if it's a function of like just how my brain works or if it's everything that we do being spoiled by our phones. That's fair. Because I just am constantly distracted. Yeah, that's totally fair. I've, I don't want to have anything else to recommend to people. It's just the Space Jam A New Legacy is a new low. It's so horrible. It's just... Hmm. Anyway, I just feel upset that that's the movie that I watched when I only watch like six movies a year. (laughs) (laughs) We started Ted Lasso last night, though. That's not a movie. Well, I know, but I'm. I'm... Yeah, that was a bad follow up. Anyway. (laughs) Hey, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. I know it's a quicker one, but sometimes I need a little break. So that's just how it goes. Where can people find you on social media, Sarah? You can find me on Instagram at underscore tales for tales underscore. Um, that's the bookstagram. If you want to follow my personal account, it's osarah98. O-H Sarah. O-H Sarah. And Sarah is also spelled with an H. Yes. Your daughter just said daddy. I heard. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to wrap up here soon so I can go. <laughs> I can go see her. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, I'm at PRater1492 on all social media channels. If you want to follow the show itself, it's at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five star rating and review on the iTunes podcast app or wherever you listen to the podcast if it is so available. And we will check it out, read it out here on the show, unless you don't want us to, and then we won't. 
You can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com. We are working on a new website and a new store that's going to be dropping before the end of the year. Uh, so stay tuned for more info on that. You can find all of our YouTube content. That's not how I wanted to start that, but um, <laughs> youtube.com slash this is my bourbon podcast. Uh, please subscribe over there. Bell notification, like, share, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. The buzzwords for it. Please go check all that out. Let's see what else you can send questions or comments to. This is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. Uh, you can also leave us a voicemail voicemail rather is what that word was supposed to be for our infrequent uh, barrel rings segment where we listen to a voicemail from a listener and respond to it on the show. I mentioned the Facebook group up top. You just search for this is my bourbon group on Facebook. We let you in there. And then last but not least, Patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can become a supporter of the show. We've had some new patrons popping up over the past few weeks. Want to give one of them a shout out. Mr. Josh Epperson. Josh, thank you so much uh, for becoming a patron of the show. Josh is at the $5 tier, which means he gets all of the bonus content, which includes the pregame chats. Last call, which is, again, I keep saying, but I really mean it, <clears throat> going to return soon. I promise. I've got a really funny idea for it. Um, so that's going to be over there. And you also get early access to all of the YouTube content as well. That does it. Sarah, thank you again so much for being on this week. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right. That does it for this <laughs> week. Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you next week with an interview from Seth from Broken Barrel Spirits. Super excited for you guys to hear that. Until then, I'm Perry, and this is my bourbon podcast. Mm-hmm.